Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It, 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 it makes me go, if you can't figure this aspect of your life out, I just can't. I can't. I really can't. With the social media, it's there's all this comparison. Mm-hmm. We're comparing ourselves to the, the top 1%. That's They're banning crazy. raising your baby vegan. Oh because babies are dying. If you're not sleeping, you are on a downward spiral. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's very obvious. All you have to do is go look back at the funding. The guys that were doing the study were paid by Big Food. Bruce Lawn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I had the amazing opportunity to go to Rhythm Church's staff meeting this morning, which which was fantastic. And they had an incredible guest speaker that I'm slowly getting acquainted with in terms of his content. He is a pastor. He is a fitness expert. He is a father, he's a husband, he's an amazing human, and he has a lot of amazing insight for us today. Uh, without any further ado, Mr. Bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> for folks who aren't familiar with who you are, mm-hmm. give us a little background, uh, where they can find you and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, So my name's Adam. Um, I live in the, ten- I'm in Tennessee, but been in ministry a long time, mm-hmm. um, 30 years, been missionary, pastor, been all over the world. And, um, you know, just been trying to help folks <laughs> for a long time. I've had a passion for fitness mm-hmm. since I was young. Um, and, you know, it's funny how all that starts. But had a passion for fitness since I was young. But being in the ministry for so long, I just could just see guys just sacrificing mm-hmm. their health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like anybody. If some guy sees you're fit, they're mm-hmm. like, bro, what you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they come up to you and they ask you questions. And I started realizing there's so much need yep. amongst churches and amongst believers for somebody to just coach them through the basics of health because yep. it's amazing how much we don't know. Yep. So um been doing that for the last 15 years or okay. so. So uh, uh, before that, were you just on staff as a pastor? Are you still on staff as a pastor? No, I'm, no, I'm not on staff as a pastor mm-hmm. anymore, um, but I worked on staff at a couple, like a church in Louisiana for about a decade, okay. worked at some pretty major ministries for a little while, went overseas and pastored for a couple years. Mm-hmm in southern africa my mm-hmm. wife and family and everybody so you were, you were really really on a mission missionary life yeah, no we were for real oh, like right. respect <laughs> yeah. sometimes people would say missionary and it was like a two-week trip to like no no, no. you went on vacation dude yeah he went on vacation <laughs> went on vacation and we're threw bringing jesus, jesus, jesus to honduras right, he's right. been there all right <laughs> he's been there dog you know yeah, so I mean? you were really out there in the yeah churches. we lived we lived in southern africa for a couple of years okay and uh you know took the 10 month old baby over there <sighs> and uh respect just, just went for it you know we learned a lot yeah. cried a lot yeah Rejoice a lot, but yeah. So we've been just doing this a long time, man. And I just, you know, we're trying to trying to help people stay in the game now. Because now, have you always been in shape and into fitness, or did it kind of come later it on came, in life? Oh no, when I was fourteen, I was your typical 
Gen X kid, you mm. know, like a feral kid. Mm-hmm. He's just running around doing whatever. And um, this is so funny. My buddy Joe, his dad, mm-hmm. used to work out. He was like your typical. He had like chicken legs mm-hmm. and like <laughs> biceps as big as his thighs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was mm-hmm. just that guy. Skipping leg. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. All year. Yep. Like forever. You know? <laughs> We're like, bro, he looked like an action figure. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. Dude, 100%. Yeah. So he, his name was uh, Mr. George. And he was like, his son was my friend. And he was like, all right, we're going to the gym. Do you want to come? And mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. I'm like, I'm like 110 pounds soaking wet mm. and hang glide on a Dorito. You're you know what I mean? 14 at this point. 14 years old. And uh, he's like, all right, be outside. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to go lift. And I'm like, okay. He's like, if you're not out here, you're not going. Mm. I'm like, cool. So he just started taking us. We started li- literally just threw us in the gym. Mm. <laughs> he didn't teach you anything. Didn't teach us not one. Oof, that's thing. scary. Oh no, no, 14. we no, we did some dumb stuff. Yeah, no, we like thirty sets of bench press. Yeah, you know, and then yeah. you can't move your arms yep. for a week. Yep. National chest day. Oh, Mon- all Monday. day. Just, you know, just, just bench press. <laughs> and just we, we were just watching these huge guys, and it was back in the day when you, you know, dudes were literally like wearing stringers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it yep. like yep. it's like an eighties flick. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and um, we just started lifting, dude, and I just for me. It was empowering mm-hmm. because I got to see that my work and discipline equals results. I, the, I think people miss how much there is to, if I show up and do this over and over again for a year, how much my body can change. 100%, yes. And then how that becomes a metaphor for every other area of your life. No, it's amazing. I think amazing. people don't see the the, the like the... The, the practical value in like if I could find a system that works for me with strength training and with nutrition and then actually do it and yep. then do it long enough the body changes you could literally look like a superhero in a year especially at, at, at when your testosterone's when you're young you yeah. know when you're young and, and, and you get that right amount of protein in yeah and so I think there's something to that that a lot of people miss and they end up missing out on the benefits of other areas yeah I think like people have People have asked me questions like, why do you like training so much? And I was like, I, f- I really feel like God teaches me most mm-hmm. through the struggle mm-hmm. in the gym, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People, you know, it's like, what's what's the number one secret to getting in shape? Mm-hmm. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Because everything works if you do, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I tried that mm-hmm. and it didn't work for me. Yep. No, you didn't do it long enough yep. or you didn't. You know, you didn't apply information correctly. That's right. But it really is consistency over yep. time. Yep. And people really underestimate. They overestimate what they can do in a week, but underestimate what you can do in a year. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or in, you, or in a decade. Definitely a decade. Yeah. Like, you can literally be a completely different human being mm-hmm. in 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Especially if you've got somebody who's knowledgeable helping you. Yep. Then, dude, the, it's, it's amazing. But many guys are, what I've seen, especially in the church... Is pastors are sacrificing their health for, um, they're sacrificing their health on the altar of ministry, mm. in a sense, and then they're they're dying off and getting sick and having to leave the ministry when they're in their wisest years, mm. right? You're in your wisest years, and now all of a sudden you're diabetic and you got all these problems, and and I'm not making fun of anybody, yeah. but it's also just like, dude. Yeah. Like we need you. Like, what are you doing? I was I was joking with Pastor Jeff earlier, and and I've said this on the channel before, so it comes as no shocker. But I said <laughs> one of my biggest stumbling blocks that really makes it difficult for me to receive, especially preaching, mm-hmm. is if like the pastor's fat. 
I feel you. I can't. But like, let, I can't. T- tell me why. I just feel like, like what you, is it triggering you? It, it 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 makes me go. If you can't figure this aspect of your life out, and you can't have the discipline to just not become obnoxiously fat, where you're <gasps> like that, you look like a hot air balloon about to pop like right now, air, yeah. air and then it just goes. I just go. Dude, Man, your you, blood pressure is like two hundred over two hundred. Bro, it's, it's 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 it's. I just can't. I can't. I really can't. And it's really like a, like it's like it's really like a stumbling block. Like I really like I can't receive from folks like that and i and i joke about it like i joke about it we made videos about it but there was i don't know if i told you this zach but one of the videos we made about this i shared i shared this and then one of my friends who is a fat pastor like i hate you cancel no no, he said it inspired him he said it inspired him and it got him going and i never like had like the confrontational talk with him like because the thing about fat folks is they know they're fat yeah. Right. So like, yeah. I'm not here. They're trying to act like nobody sees it. Yeah. They know. Everybody knows. And yeah. he and he was and he was already kind of conscious of it. Yeah. But then when we had the when he saw my video on it and we were texting, I saw him live streaming and he was like, "Yo, I'm live. You know, I'm in New York with my son. Da 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 da. It's Pastor Kurt Kennedy. So shout out to Pastor Kurt Kennedy. I love. He's like one of my favorite humans. Okay. But I've never listened to his preaching. Uh, so I wouldn't know if I couldn't receive from it. But I love him as a human, and I've had him on the channel, and I love his takes, and I love his YouTube, and I like share stuff Good. all the time. So it's not like I'm like I'm yeah, not just like busting him for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I get not like it, I fat get phobic, but like yeah. I'm not in a place where if if I whenever I've been at a church, this is so this is this is bad. All right, whenever I've been in a church, I haven't been able to receive. And so anyway, he hit me and was like, "Yo, like." I'm like, oh, you going, you know, going to the gym? And he's like, yeah, man, like, I don't want to be the fat pastor you can't receive, <laughs> you know? And I was like, wow. And so he was traveling with his son and like going to the gym while he like wouldn't miss a gym day. And I was like, man, respect. Like, this well, no, is, that's some people need that, right? Yeah. Some people need that. Some people need that. Like, some guys need that little bit of shaming. Yeah. Right. Because it's a reality check. Right. Because you see it, but when other people see it, yeah. And let you know they see it. Yeah. That's a big deal. And it wasn't even like I was talking about him or no, even no, no. to him. It was just, I just, we made a video about it. I don't really remember. But you read what the his mail, was. dude. That was the problem. And he, and he said, and it, it inspired him. And so I think you talking about offering your body at the altar of ministry, mm-hmm. right? I think it's, it's so timely. And, it, and it's not just pastors. There's no. a lot of people that are like, they want to serve their church, they want to serve their mm-hmm. families, which are, which is good. These are good things. Yeah, 100%. But you don't ever take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And so the talk you get you, you did earlier, I loved it because you really walked us through like a framework of like, mm-hmm. we first got to have a change of perspective. Yes. And it has to start with the mindset of stewardship. Yes. And you did a, you did a killer job like breaking down what stewardship is. Mm-hmm. And then tying it into First Corinthians chapter six, right? Mm-hmm. Your body's not your own. Mm-hmm. Um, t- talk a little bit about that. Well, first to go back to the fat pastor. Okay, thing, we can go back just to real that. quick. I like I want to. I like to clarify with people. Like, yes, it's it's funny to say that kind of stuff. Yeah. But no one's expecting you to have abs. Yeah. Like, and I told Jeff this earlier. Nobody's expecting you to have abs. But you certain you certainly shouldn't look like you have an allergy to any physical activity. <laughs> right. Like. You break out in hives because there's a dumbbell over there. Mm-hmm. Like, that shouldn't happen, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can talk to people about giving mm-hmm. and stewarding their finances well, yeah. then what are you doing walking around with a 42-inch waist? Yeah, yeah. What are you stewarding? Because it's not your health. Mm-hmm. And if you think about your church, you think about who's the highest paid person on your staff, mm-hmm. you are the greatest liability. Mm to the staff mm. and the church moving forward. Mm-hmm. If you die mm-hmm. from some m- just irresponsible choices you're making, mm-hmm. you are the greatest liability to your church moving forward. Mm. 
So shouldn't shouldn't you be its number one investment as yeah. well? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In a sense? Yeah, that's good. That's so good. in the middle of editing this podcast down, I wanted to make sure I wasn't being disrespectful or dishonoring to my friend Pastor Kirk Kennedy. So I actually sent him the full podcast and asked him if he felt okay with me mentioning him or if this needed to be clipped out. I understand this is a very touchy subject. Uh, Kirk Kennedy, to his credit, had very good feedback for me. I mean, kudos to him for being so humble and, and just hearing what, I, what we were saying and gaining uh, value from the conversation. But his pushback was very interesting. This is what he said. Jerusalem, what's good, bro? Hey, so I haven't finished the whole video, but I banged with it. I like I like a lot of what I heard so far, man. I'm I'm not I didn't feel any type of way about that. I'm fat, bro. And you cannot watch a live stream of me and think otherwise. I, I identify as fat and I am fat. So that, that didn't bother me at all, bro. That actually honored me. And it just uh so I wasn't thinking about that at all. I, I loved it, man. I think there were two bars that I think contributed to me to the conviction that I'm growing in. One, when uh, you guys were talking and, and he said, uh, I think he said something like, you, uh, you overestimate what you can accomplish in a week, but underestimate what you can accomplish in a year. Y'all killed that part, those statements right there. That's what people like me need to hear because there's such a psychological issue. It's just, it may be calories in, calories out to someone like you. And there's truth in that, but for someone like me, it's more than that. It's, 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 there's, there's more than that to, for, for many of us to have to jump through. The other thing that y'all said that was a bar, you get, you know, you get to a point, you get in your wisest years, and then you get sick, and you got to come out of ministry, you get done. And he said, that's what we need you. Bro, that was a bar right there. Like, if, you, if you're a pastor, and you hear that, and you're big, you're overweight, you're, that, you, you, we need to hear that type of stuff. That was a bar right there. So, so from, from the stuff I heard so far, I can't wait to finish it. I got to spend some time with my boys, so I'll probably finish it tomorrow, sometime this weekend. I love what I heard so far. Uh, I did want to challenge you on one point, though. And I'll try to make this quick because this is uh, – I, I did want to challenge you on one thought when you were like, I can't learn from pastors who are fat and stuff like that. And, and your point was if you can't get this one issue right, then how are you – and I get it. I, I get that. And that's your personal thing, and I get that. But I, but, I, but I think the challenge is, like, there's not a pastor that you can, that you have heard preach, that you learn that doesn't have a sin issue. And, like, there are pastors who struggle with fits of rage, lust, pornography, fear of man, uh, anxiety, selfish ambition. There's a pastors who don't have good relationships with their children and all. There's a lot of things that all of us should be able to not struggle with because of the gospel, but we have them. And I feel like it's kind of, it's potentially, I don't know your heart, but it's potentially like, almost like sin favoritism. Like, as long as I don't know what sin you struggle or see this, I can't learn. Like, because when you're overweight, your weaknesses are obvious to everyone. But there's a lot of pastors who have terrible relationships with their children. And I have a, a fantastic one with mine. My church, by being fat, loves me. Like, there's a, a real community that I've built based on love and, and, and the fruits of the spirit that are, that are obviously operating self-control being overweight, uh, sometimes impulsively buying something I don't need. Yes. Those are things I got to struggle with, but I think bro, there's always going to be sins issues that pastors that are not fat struggle with that maybe pastors that are fat don't. And I think that's something that I, you know, again, this isn't, I'm just shooting from the hip. We can have a conversation if need be, but I, 
But I think you got to be careful because I think that's more about you being self-righteous than it is about them being overweight. Even though your perspective is, is real, we should be able to get, but there are a lot of issues that pastors struggle with that they should be able to get over. And being fat is just one of many things that men in ministry are, should have control over because of the gospel. So that's just a thought for you, bro. Love you, bro. Love what you're doing. I, I missed, I've, I've been, I've been going through a lot, man. So I haven't been posting a lot, but I'm just starting to post again. So it feels good to be back on it, but I'm still working it. I'm using Noom. I'm still in the children in the gym. My son's going back with me in the evening. So all that, but man, love you, bro. Uh, let me know if you want to wrap anything and we'll catch up soon. Peace. And so I sat with this part. I uh, actually sent the voice note to, to my pastor and to Adam and I wrestled with it. And you know, at the end of the day, he's right. It is a stumbling block for me that is, in a way, sin favoritism. And I have to work through that and also not dismiss or discard people who are are uh, sin differently than perhaps I do. Um, By the way, don't throw shade on Pastor Jeff. I've seen him with his shirt off. He has abs. He do. He got abs. He do. Yeah. No, Pastor Jeff's got. I wasn't throwing shade on Pastor Jeff, <laughs> right? He said over here, embarrassed. in particular. No, <laughs> no. So, but stewardship is. I feel like stewardship is one of the things that we we don't put our health in that context. Yeah, stewardship in its basic definition is the responsible care for something that is given in, into your. You know is. Responsible care for something that is of value. Yeah. Right? The value part is huge. Yeah. So the underlying thought there is you don't you only steward those things which are valuable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You only take care of those things which are valuable. Mm -hmm. So if you're not taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. you obviously have a lack of value. Mm -hmm. You see a lack of value in yourself. Wow. You have That's to. Good. It's basic, it's basic logic. Yeah. If stewardship is a, a a means of valuing something yeah. and you're not valuing your health, you mm -hmm. are not stewarding it. Mm -hmm. So we need to, I feel like churches and pastors need to realize that <clears throat> your stewardship of your health starts with value. And then the idea of stewardship also implies empowerment. Mm -hmm. God doesn't give you something to steward that you have no power to take care of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give you something like, it's like you don't buy your kid a car if they don't have the ability to take care of it. Right. Right, you're right, just right. You, you don't have that. But if God gave you this body, mm -hmm. which we see in you know First Corinthians six, mm -hmm. it's up to us to steward it. Yeah, let me let me pull that passage up yeah, real quick, okay. so that so that we you know we give him a little a little bit of Bible. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, if we're gonna talk about Jesus, let's get some Bible in here. I'm gonna read from the NLT. Is that okay? I know I know yeah, you're, you're a KJV. I'm only a KJV guy. guy. They're going to be like, that's the most inaccurate one ever. I'm like, well, whatever. I remember it. All right, what was the verse? It was a verse 11? Uh started in 13. All right. Verse 13. Uh, you, can, uh, you can go. Can you see it? Uh, yeah, I can see screen? it. Yeah, go ahead. So it starts, it says, um, so Paul obviously in this section is talking about using the body in, uh, not using your body in a sexually immoral way, right. right? So basically doing things that we know are harmful to us. Right, right. Right. So that's the context. And he says, some of you say, you know, quote, food was made for the stomach and stomach for food. Mm -hmm. This is true, mm -hmm. though someday God will do away with both of them. Mm -hmm. But 
you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. They were made for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like we, we skip over that part. They were made for the Lord mm-hmm. and the Lord cares about our bodies. Right. So we skip over the we just think, yeah, don't go around philandering and right, 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 right. you know, going crazy. Yep. Don't do that. Yep. But we forget that why shouldn't we do that? Mm-hmm. Our bodies belong to the Lord. Our bodies literally belong yeah, to good. him. That's good. Right? And then we skip down um to 15. He says, Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Mm. So not only does your body belong to him, mm-hmm. but your body is a part of his body. That's good. So uh should a man take his body as part of Christ and join it with a prostitute. No, of course not. So we shouldn't do things that we know are obviously harmful right. to us physically and to the body of Christ. Right. Okay? Right. Right. And then we skip down to verse 19, and he says, Don't you realize that you are the, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you Come on. and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. Mm-hmm. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So when you go and eat like a child Mm -hmm. at every meal, Mm -hmm. are you treating your body like it's God's or Mm -hmm. like it's yours? That's right. Right? So it's like we we I feel like we've got such a disconnect. We focus so much on your prayer life, we focus Mm -hmm. on your devotional life, we focus on, you know, your finances, you know, leading by example in your Mm -hmm. family. Mm When it comes to your actions and your words and your mouth, mm-hmm. but nobody, I don't, I don't hear anybody from the pulpit saying, "But your kids will, your kids will literally do what you do." Mm-hmm. That's right. When it comes to physicality, when yeah. it comes to health, yeah, your kids will look like you. Yep, yep. And if you're setting your kil- children up for metabolic dysfunction, mm-hmm. how are you leading by example? Right, right. And and not knowing is not an excuse. Yeah, because. Yeah. I've got a supercomputer right here in my hand. Come on. And ChatGPT could do it all for you anyway. Mm-hmm. So not only that, it's got a brain. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need the brain anymore. You just need to ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like yeah. we have no excuse. Right. The real thing that we're running into is, yes, we know we should steward, mm-hmm. but we refuse to take responsibility mm. for our bodies. Yep. 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 And we start blaming it on other things, or we live at we live, you know, with the tyranny of the urgent. Mm-hmm. All the time, mm-hmm. everything else is more important. Mm-hmm. And then one day, when diabetes sets in or cancer, now I need a miracle. Mm-hmm. You know, you're praying for a miracle now when you didn't want to take responsibility for your health before. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it's just a, a really unfortunate. Yeah. You said something interesting. You said don't you don't have to pray for healing if you do the preventative work. Yeah. yeah. Like you shouldn't need a miracle. You shouldn't need a miracle from diseases of lifestyle. Yes. Yes. Right? Yep. Because lifestyle is your choice of living. Mm-hmm. Right? Most of the diseases we run into now, the thing that's killing most of us is heart disease. Mm-hmm. What, 700,000 people die a year in the United States mm-hmm. from uh, cardiac, cardiovascular disease. So we know that it's preventative. Mm-hmm. Like, we know. Mm-hmm. We know if you eat relatively well, exercise well, get sleep, don't smoke, don't drink too much, yep. you know, live a life of moderation. Yep then the chances of you dying of a heart attack get reduced pretty significantly. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're dying at the same rates as everybody else. Yeah, so yeah. Dying why, at the same rates as the world. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because we're in the same boat. 
And so that was the, the first part was kind of like, hey, you need to change your perspective on this. Yeah. Change your perspective around stewardship, yeah. uh, around taking care of our bodies. And then th was the second point the that we're now living in this world of just complete, utter inundation of information. Yes. And not all the information is good. Yeah, that's, that's, right? where, that's where we're getting into a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have to realize, especially when it comes to social media, social media was a huge, a huge advance for us mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But really, it's a setback mm. in more ways than not. I know. I know we're on social media here. Yep. But I think it's how we use it is a big deal. Yep. And what it did was, is it gave people, it gave everyone with a voice mm -hmm. or with an opinion, it gave them a voice, mm -hmm. right? And not everybody who has an opinion has has the right to be heard. Right. Right. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. No. Absolutely. So you've got you've typical you've got all these guys who are out there that. They work, they're 19 years old. They worked out twice mm -hmm. and they've got abs. And now they're all telling you what you should eat yeah, and how they're, you should now do they're it. fitness influencers. Yeah, they're all influencers. Yep. But when it comes to the food side of things mm -hmm. and just the landscape we live in, dude, mm -hmm. it is a minefield mm -hmm. because we have to realize it is the majority of it is driven by profit. Mm -hmm. It's not driven by health, That's it's right. driven by profit mm -hmm. only. So the more marketing companies will say, and put on their packages whatever it takes to sell more. Mm -hmm. It's whatever buzzwords are going around, organic and heart healthy and low fat. And, you know, we've got non-GMO now. And, you know, it's like whatever word is trending right now, we're going to put it on. There's, there's stinking low-carb potatoes. <laughs> low-carb potatoes. Keto bread. Yeah, yeah. Like those words don't even go together. Right. Keto bread. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like keto, the, there's some good keto cookies out there though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but tell, tell me what it actually is. It's I mean, a cookie. It's, just a, it's just a high fat, <laughs> high fat, low carb cookie. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just funny, right? Yeah. But they'll sell you this stuff yep. and you think you're doing something good because yep. all the buzzwords are clicking with yes. you. Yes. Like uh what do they call it? A health halo? It's the health halo, yep. yeah. Yep. It's like if I buy organic, mm -hmm. then I should lose weight. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens if you eat too much organic things? Mm -hmm. Math still wins, right? <laughs> right? right. So, right, right, right. so um, the the context we're living in is very just confusing, mm -hmm. and navigating this context now requires skill, mm -hmm. and requires learning, yep. and the ability to apply information and decipher or filter out the BS in yeah. a sense. You know, you, you said health is uh, skill acquisition. Mm -hmm. right? Nowadays, and, you said it's a skill acquisition, and and so unpack that for me. So the reason I put that, I, I came to that conclusion when I started like thinking about, um, like if we think like my great grandparents didn't have to think about working out. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were baling hay all day and working outside and chopping down trees and digging stuff and working with cows and, you know, or where I'm from anyway, we're all mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. So fitness was built into living, mm -hmm. right? And the food, we didn't have a thousand different, you know, processed foods. They're putting out 15,000 new food items every year. Yeah, that's When crazy. I say food items, I just mean things that come in packages yeah, yeah. that you probably shouldn't be eating anyway. Right. And usually they're just a combination of uh, seed oils, sugar, and some form of wheat gluten or whatever else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just... it's. A, a million forms of crackers and cookies. Yeah, you know the crazy part is when I discovered the subsidies the government was giving to corn yeah. and to mm -hmm. uh, sh uh, sugar fields, sugar mm -hmm. cane, because they didn't want to import their corn mm -hmm. and they didn't want to import their sugar mm -hmm. from other parts of the world. Yep. And so they started subsidizing all this stuff. And then it just so happens that 
all of a sudden everything has high fructose corn syrup in it. Yeah, of course. Corn is a huge ingredient. And then all of a sudden salad dressings have sugar in them. Like, yep. what, what, are, what are we doing? You yeah. know? And so, like, when I started looking at that and the fact that there's certain things that are in more foods because the government yep. is pushing these things through subsidies, yep. I was mm -hmm. like, dude, dude, this is crazy. And what do subs we, we think of subsidies as like, oh, the government's helping out. Mm -hmm. No, no, the subsidies are about dropping costs mm. to make it more affordable, one for the producer and one for the consumer. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's about money. Yeah. So how on earth can I get two jack-in-the-box tacos for 99 cents? Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's a taco. It's a tortilla. It's meat, kind of. Uh, you know, it's got it's got all these ingredients. It's got somebody putting it together. It's got wrapping. It's got bags. Yep. It's 99 cents, but an avocado is $5. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, well it's because the, your taxes are helping pay mm -hmm. for that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when I talk about the skill acquisition, it's more about learning how to navigate this environment mm -hmm. to eat well, mm -hmm. live well, exercise well, mm -hmm. and not fall prey to the typical marketing, the typical, you know, superfood this, biohack that, which some of that stuff is great. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, people get hung up on splitting these hairs mm -hmm. and trying to optimize yep. when... 80% of how they're living is broken anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're optimizing for what? Yeah. 1% of 1%? Hey, hey, let me show you a secret. 25% off the entire Bless God shop through Sunday night when you use this code right here. That means you can get 25% off our prayer journals, which have never been on sale like this before. And we did something extra special. We brought back the He Is Him collection as well as the Priest Provider collection. Now, when you pick up some Bless God merch, when you pick up some He Is Him merch, when you pick up some Priest Provider Protector merch, what you're doing, when you're putting it on, you are reminding yourself daily what you're representing when you go out into your day. So bless God, remembering to live a life that brings blessing to God and isn't just chasing blessings from God. The priest provider protector line, remembering what it means to be someone that is the priest of your home, the protector of your home, and the provider of your home. And of course, the he is him, pointing people to Jesus and reminding them that ultimately, regardless of what the world says, he is him. Don't snooze this time. Don't play yourself. Go to blessgod.shop. Use this code right now to get 25% off through Sunday night. I'll see you over there. With the social media, it's there's all this comparison. Mm -hmm. And we're being we're comparing ourselves to the the top 1%. Mm -hmm. And they're the elite for a reason. Mm -hmm. They're the top 1% for a reason. Yeah, or, or, or they're on steroids. Or yeah. Or steroids <laughs> with amazing with, genetic with 1% DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the big thing too. They're optimizing for their optimized yeah. situation. Yes. So Fitness and health is a spectrum. We think of it as binary. You're either healthy or not healthy. Right, you're either right. fit or you're not fit. Right. But you're always on some, you're always in some flex in That's that good. spectrum. That's good. If you picked your parents really well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you picked out, you picked like really tall, thin, you know, fit parents. Mm -hmm. Great. You're probably going to start off with a little bit more of a leg up mm. and better genetics. Mm -hmm. So things may be a little easier for mm -hmm. you as far as staying healthy and getting healthy. Right. If for some reason your parents were relatively unhealthy when mm -hmm. you were born, mm -hmm. through either choice or whatever, then you might be starting further down the road. Mm. But your progress is no less progress than the person with great genetics. That's good. You know, it's That's your good. progress. That's good. It's not compared to that person. Like, right. like I have people will come up to me and be like, "Oh, bro, don't look at my food. Don't look at my plate. 
you know, you're judging my play. I'm like, dude, is that healthy for you? Is this better for you? Mm -hmm. Great. Let's go. Yeah. Like you're doing great, yeah. but it is a spectrum. Yeah. And we have to realize like it's a journey over time. It's mm -hmm. not winning and losing. Yeah. Have it. Don't have it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. not to make a joke, but it's like you got, you have to be non-binary about mm -hmm. this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one you want to be non-binary. Okay. Got it. That's the other non-binary, we need to think about that. Yeah. Uh, but it, you just, you have to realize you're on a journey. You're in, if, as long as you're moving forward, you're yeah. making progress. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I'm trying to think of, is there anything from the first half of your talk that uh, we should go deeper on? Or should we get into some of the more practical We can, steps? whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, these were helpful because I think these are things I've, some of them I've been doing for a while. Others uh -huh. of them, I'm like, oh man, like I told you I got my blood work done. And mm -hmm. one of the ones was like low vitamin D. Yeah. And so my doctor was like, look, you're going to have to weigh the risks of going outside more and potentially damaging your skin versus yeah. getting vitamin D. And you don't need, you're super white, dude. You don't need to go outside a whole lot. You can go out for five, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and go out without sunblock and get yeah. the, the, the vitamin D you need. And so that's something I've been intentional about is just the first one was sun, right? Yeah. The sun. Going outside, getting sun first thing in the morning, yes. going on walks, and uh, we go on one, one walk a day as a, as as a staff. But I, uh, was, I tell them like we got to start going on two walks a day. Like it's just, it's just you just feel so much better after you do. just going yeah, outside, right? And so I think the first one was like sun. So un unpack that for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we as, depends on how deep we want to get into it. But one thing we 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 have kind of engineered and manufactured our way out of the ecosystem mm -hmm. that we have been developed in. Yep. You know, like we are part of the earth. Yeah. We live between the sun and the soil. That's mm -hmm. where we live. Mm -hmm. Like 90% of us spend like 90% of our time indoors. That's we're, crazy. We're like divorced from the earth. Yeah. But the same carbon that's in me is the same carbon that's in the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, like if when I die, I go into the earth. I'm mm -hmm. a part of this planet. Yeah. Yeah. And my circadian, my circadian rhythms are directly tied to the 24-hour clock that is the sun, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we're like inextricably tied to this thing. Mm -hmm. And half of us, or the vast majority of us, don't even see the sun. Mm. So you're like, I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to get vitamin D from the sun. I can, you can get it from some animal foods like dairy, mm -hmm. things like that. You can. But the easiest form to get it from is directly from the sun. You synthesize it in your skin mm -hmm. and... You need, you know, depending on your complexion, you need about anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes of exposure, mm -hmm. right? The darker you are, the more you need. Mm -hmm. um, you're pretty white, yeah. so you need I'm like, there, like about three, four I'm seconds. Burning, so baby. I'm just yeah. kidding. No, yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. But um, the more, the more you're in the sun, mm -hmm. you yes, you do run the risk of sunburn. Mm -hmm. Like sunburn is the one thing you don't want. Sure, but to think that the sun is somehow going to damage you mm -hmm. just because you're exposed to it regularly yeah. is is just crazy mm -hmm. to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then the the recommendation is, hey, put these chemicals all over yourself, mm -hmm. all over the largest organ in your body, mm -hmm. your skin, mm -hmm. which is very absorbable, mm -hmm. right? So we're absorbing all these things too. So I'm like, should we really do that? Yeah. I mean, what's so the trade-off? You don't, you don't do sunblock I don't use any sunblock at, at all. all. Zero. Even if like you're going to the beach shirtless for None. a while? Wow. None. Okay. I just use an umbrella and long sleeves. Okay. Right? So it's just, I'm just trying to be smart. Yeah. You know, and try not to get burnt. But I'm also... Cajun, so I get dark pretty Got easily. Got you. So I'm really white right now, but yeah. I don't have to worry about it too much. But um, yeah, I don't wear any because okay. I'm like, what's the risk here? Okay. 
right? What's the risk? I'm gonna put this slather myself up mm -hmm. and my kids, you know? Yeah, we're you, all you do sunblock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so say, the, everybody I'm not the does. crazy one. In no, no, no. You're not, you're not crazy. <laughs> it's just, is this the latest biohacking? No, no, no. I'm the weird one here, right? Okay. I'm the weird one because okay. I'm contrarian to all this. Gotcha. But vitamin D, you need vitamin D. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's almost considered like a master hormone. Mm. I think pretty much like a thousand different genes in the body have a receptor for vitamin D. Mm -hmm. You need it for immunity. You need it for bone density. You need it for... You know, your hormones. Like mm -hmm. a lot of guys are getting on TRT and stuff right now. Many of them, their vitamin D is in the tank because mm -hmm. they haven't gone outside. They mm -hmm. haven't supplemented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you need this. Th like, when it, like when it came through COVID, mm -hmm. many people were getting serious problems from COVID because mm -hmm. they had a lack of immunity. Mm -hmm. Not natural immunity and whatever talking point somebody wants to argue about right now, yeah. but I literally mean your immune system is weak Yeah, because you're inactive, you have low muscle, you have low exposure to mm -hmm. vitamin D and mm -hmm. low zinc, mm -hmm. which means your diet is probably crap. Mm. So we're acting like this thing's killing everybody, but we were dying well before that mm -hmm. just because of the way we live. Right. We're living indoors yep. when we're, we're supposed to be outside. We're supposed yeah. to be in the sun yep. regularly. Yep. And you know, and that's the context that the scriptures are written in. Yes. So if we're going to go back to the scriptures and we're looking at like their lifestyle Dude. and what they were going through was not being indoors. No, majority of their time. They like they didn't. Paul didn't have to tell everybody you need to get outside. Yep. Life required it. Yep. You know, and again, the Bible wasn't written as a workout manual. Yes. Right. We need to be aware of that. Right. Like, I <laughs> I started doing the Maker's Diet a long time ago, mm -hmm. and I finally realized, did God really write a diet book? <laughs> I was like, no, I think the Bible was just written about Jesus, dude. I think we're good. So. uh not to mess with Jordan Rubin, but um, yeah, we forget that the context the Bible is written in was a very, a very outdoor, very physical environment. Yep. Yep. Like you didn't live if you didn't go outside. Yeah. But one of the funny things is many of the Romans, the wealthy, those that stayed inside mm -hmm. would die of the same, these, some of these diseases. Mm. Some of the emperors diabetes mm. and other like skin skin rash like crazy stuff that mm. comes from excess wow most of our diseases nowadays we call them lifestyle diseases but they're really the diseases of the affluent yeah 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 access to excess yeah access exactly to access. we yeah. eat ourselves to death yeah yeah so so sun is number one what would you say number two is well i i, would, I bookended it with sun and soil okay so there's a lot there's some a bunch of new information coming out that you know some people will say is that's not you know, we got the truly science crowd mm -hmm. that's like, unless it has a thousand studies, it's not mm -hmm. real. It's peer reviewed. It's all peer reviewed. Yeah, yeah, they got those guys, and then you got the other people who only look at ep epidemiological studies and stuff. But there's a lot of studies coming out showing that just regular skin connection with the earth mm -hmm. can help with depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, even inflammation, mm -hmm. which lets you know being outside and being in contact with the earth does something natural and good to mm. the body, mm -hmm. right? There seems to be this exchange of electrons mm. between the earth and us, mm -hmm. which has a calming effect for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it fully, mm -hmm. but I'm looking into it more. And I know that like, if I'm feeling anxious or like kind of cooped up, mm -hmm. if I go outside, take my shoes off and just literally walk, on my, walk around my yard, mm -hmm. <laughs> like pick weeds, yeah, dude, I calm down. Yeah, Like within 15 minutes, I'm right. like, 
I'm chill again. Yeah. So there's something about nature mm-hmm. and our nature. Mm-hmm. There's something about in us that needs to be outside. Like when we're, I was riding with Jeff along the coast, and I was like, there's something about water. Mm. There's a reason why people want to live along the coast. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's just so beautiful. There's something calming. Mm-hmm about the coast or something come about the nature that's good right and i i believe it's part of us yeah we're part of this ecosystem yeah. so if we can get our if we can start putting ourselves back into these environments yeah. i feel like health is going to come a little bit easier yep to yep. us you know i i love that the, the top two are just like basic go outside and touch be grass human, be a human being dude. <laughs> go outside touch grass like uh, nobody feels bad when you roll around in the grass yeah that's true unless you're itchy and you have allergies yes don't do it if you got allergies. yeah if you got allergies take benadryl then go do it number three is sleep sleep yeah sleep now you said sleep is by far the most important one by, yeah by far sleep was the the first thing i got locked in that became yeah. the keystone habit for me it became yeah. the thing that everything else worked around because i went to sleep earlier i got up earlier mm-hmm. i got exercise i got to read my bible mm-hmm. i got to do all the things that just all stacked by just getting enough sleep and yeah. getting better sleep the circadian rhythm un- unpack some of that because i think yeah. people don't know how our bodies are aligned with the sun yeah and how there's a natural rhythm to these things mm-hmm. and, and a lot of folks have just kind of jacked up their whole rhythm because they're not going outside exactly. and they're getting light too late yeah well sleep is one of those things i mean and like i'm not an expert on sleep per se. There is Matthew Walker and a bunch of other specialists. They're really great at this stuff. Um, but sleep is one of the few things that we don't have a backup system for, mm-hmm. right? It's, it literally is your foundation. If you're not sleeping, you are on a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way around it. Oh yeah. So um, like, like, I was, like I'll tell people, like if you eat too much, your body has a system of storing it. Mm-hmm. If you eat too little, your body can literally slow down, and get real efficient with its mm-hmm. calories. Mm-hmm and try to spare those calories. Mm-hmm. If you don't sleep, if you undersleep for years, you run the risk of developing Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. mental illness of different types, neurodegeneration, heart disease, diabetes is linked to all of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there is a major mental illness in the DSM-5 that is not somehow correlated with sleeplessness mm-hmm. and lack of sleep. That's good. So we're wondering why we have such a you know, we have this huge mental health crisis mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. like, and we're like celebrating mental health in a lot of ways. Right. But you got people sleeping on average six hours a night, mm-hmm. and there is at no point when you sleep on average less than seven hours a night are you going to have no cognitive impairment. Yeah. You're going to have cognitive impairment. Yeah, um, I know some people can survive on less, but it's not about surviving; it's about yeah. thriving. Yeah, that's good. So when we get into sleep. Um, like by undersleeping, there's studies that show people who, who sleep six hours a night eat twenty percent more. Mm. Right, so that's, I got that's crazy. Yeah, so you sleep less, you eat more. Yeah, because you got to get energy from somewhere. Yep. Right, you're making up for it. Some, that's why you're running to get that mocha. Mm-hmm. That's why you're running to get those cookies and you're snacking all day, mm-hmm. and you're just you're trying to feed the engine to keep it moving mm-hmm. when sleep is supposed to do that for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then what? Um, by sleeping less than six hours a night, you can diminish your ability to lay down new memories by forty mm-hmm. percent, mm-hmm. or learning new skills. Yep. Sleep is highly correlated with skill acquisition, mm-hmm. right? So it's like if you're going to learn to play an instrument by playing per day, mm-hmm. you get you learn way faster mm-hmm. because you sleep on what you've learned, you mm-hmm. sleep on what you practice, mm-hmm. and you ingrain new skills. Mm-hmm. So we're for instance, we're taking kids like in junior high, mm-hmm. 
kids waking up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. to go to school for six, you know, and then they're they're just little zombies by the end of the day, and mm-hmm. we're wondering why they're having you're having activity problems, mm-hmm. learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yep. we're our culture has just become kind of just work harder. Yeah. Just work yeah, harder. Because it's on both sides. It's on the institutional educational side, mm-hmm. but it's also on the hustle culture side. A hundred percent. You don't need to sleep. So it's like you, you're getting it from both angles. You're getting it from the play it safe, get a go get an education, mm-hmm. right? And then or 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 go hustle and go get start a business. Yeah. So it's like it's it sucks that there's not enough conversations around yeah. the, the need for sleep. Yeah, and I realize I realize there are times when you gotta hustle, man. Right. Sometimes you 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 gotta you gotta work. Right. And I get that. But that can't be that can't be your identity. Mm-hmm. It can't be the thing you do to make it through life. Mm-hmm. And then, because what happens is, is guys who do that, they sacrifice, and pastors do it too. They sacrifice their health to make this fortune and then spend that fortune to get their health back. Get the fortune and then spend it to get the health. Well, yeah. Back. I mean, yeah. one of the leading causes of bankruptcy is medical bills. Jeez. Yikes. So think about that. Yeah. And you didn't have to have those mm. for some things. Mm-hmm. You know, some things are out of your control. You know, mm-hmm. you have genetic issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we're not dying of we're not dying of unexplained illnesses. Mm-hmm. We're dying of lifestyle choices. Wow. Okay. So sleep, by far the most important one. By far. Okay. Then what's the next one? Um, I would say the next one is probably in order of importance is just resistance training and physical activity. Okay. Like. I don't I think I think we've underestimated the role that just being physically fit plays mm-hmm. in living long, living healthy, mm-hmm. uh, living relatively disease free, mm-hmm. injury free. Mm-hmm. Um, we are by far the most sedentary we've ever been. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just saying by 2050, one in two people in the United States will be obese. Yeah, that's crazy. Every it's other crazy. person you see will be obese. Yeah. Well, it's four in ten now. Yeah. Forty percent are obese. Seventy yeah. percent are overweight. Mm-hmm. So you said one in two. Fifty percent by twenty fifty. By twenty fifty. So think about that. Yeah. As every other person you see is going to be like on Wally, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm not making fun of people like that. I'm saying this is something that we can control. Mm. So um, resistance training is by far probably the number one because we also. The way I I like to explain it, and Dr. Gabrielle Lyons does a way, Lyon does a really great job of this, Mm -hmm. is many people are focused on losing weight Mm -hmm. when they should be focused on gaining muscle. That's good, right? Because if if the majority of our population has some form of metabolic dysfunction, Mm -hmm. and we realize that most of the metabolic dysfunction starts with something called insulin resistance, where Mm -hmm. we just we're over-consuming food in general, or mm-hmm. we're over-consuming carbohydrates, and we're forcing the body to try to store all this glycogen and carbohydrate mm-hmm. so much so that our fat cells kind of become resistant to storage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that this is kind of a leader leader into the major, the four horsemen, like Dr. Peter Atia calls it. You know, we're talking uh, dementia, mental illness. We're talking. Um, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and obesity, Mm -hmm. right? Those are the things we're talking about. We know that it's caused by these. Mm -hmm. And we know that the the 80% of the blood sugar in your body, the glycogen, is stored in your muscle mass. Mm -hmm. So we're over here telling all these people, hey, take take Manjaro, take metformin, take this. It's going to help you with your diabetes. 
And none of the doctors are saying, hey, why don't you just build a bigger shelf Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. store it in? Well, it it almost sounds like what you're saying is if you carry more muscle, you have a bit more flexibility with the amount of foods and and maybe how sloppy you get with around the edges you're safer yeah muscle gives you margin Mm. right muscle gives margin Mm -hmm. it gives you the ability to be more a little bit more insulin sensitive Mm -hmm. help you steer clear from metabolic disease a little easier doesn't mean it doesn't give you a license to be a child Mm -hmm. you know it just doesn't (laughs) yeah you you still have to have responsibility it does give you some margin yeah so i think resistance training um one because of metabolically what it does yep. to injury prevention. Mm-hmm. You know, you hurt your low back. Tell me, tell me how bad that is. Yep. You know what I mean? Like anybody who's hurt their low back can tell you it's horrible. Yep. So injury prevention Two, as we get older, muscle mass is very much correlated with longevity. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that like, if you have a, if you fall and break a hip after 65, there's like a one in three chance you don't make it. <sighs> And that's not because of just that's the healing process. Mm-hmm. You just Jeez. you're so frail you can't make it. Yeah. So um, muscle mass, dude, is huge. Yeah. And then obviously cardiovascular, like that's what got a lot of people with COVID as well. Walking, going outside. Yeah. Healthy exercise. Healthy getting exercise. Sweat going. Getting sweaty. Yeah. Getting getting out of breath. Yep. Yep. Regularly. Yep. Um, I think um, it is one of the strongest predictors of like cardiovascular health and just general, just yeah. how fit you are, yep. the ability to move quick when necessary. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like a lot of, a lot of older people fall, not because, um, not because they're just unstable, mm-hmm. but because they lack the ability to react quickly. Yep. 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 You know what I mean? It's like, yep. I was walking with my dad 75 now and he's one of these guys. He's like, he wouldn't work out mm-hmm. you know, if you, even if you put a gun to his mm-hmm. head and he's having trouble walking now mm. and picking his feet up and he's tripping and falling easily. Yeah. And I'm like, you know this is easy, we can fix this, but yeah. he's just he's losing that mobility yep. and every time you fall you're taking another risk. Yeah, it, it seems like like some of your dad's age or, or or my mom's age like it almost seems like they were just born in this weird time where they didn't have all this information and opportunity to apply it. Right, where and doctors as, know everything, <laughs> and and doctors know everything, right? <laughs> yeah, and so it's like they're just born in this in between mm-hmm. phase where the world really changed really fast, yes. right? And so it was all they did, like they just didn't understand the value of exercise the way mm-hmm. we do. They didn't understand the value of like Very nutrition, so. you know. So it's it's a bummer because my, my mom's the same way, you know. And so yeah. I just I we she ended up falling, breaking her shoulder, really, and then needed both of her hips replaced. And oh, so geez. this is the week. Before COVID started, so she was in the hospital. Oh. COVID going down, like we were, the reports were coming in. We were in the emergency no. room. Yeah, dude. And so finally, she got the shoulder fixed first. Got had both. Finally, ended up getting both hips done, and then uh, and then got a second surgery on on the shoulder. And so now she's finally walking regularly. Like wow. she's finally outside walking, well, able glad, to walk her own I'm dog. Glad she's doing something. Yeah, yeah. And but she's not gonna go to the gym. She's yeah. not fun to eat more. It's che- funny. More my protein, mom, my you know? mom is seventy. Yeah, five days a week. Yeah. In the gym, dude. Really? Yeah. So something just clicked for her. She was just like, she's just kind of always been a go-getter. Yeah. yeah. And and she's like the lady. I'm like, mom, yeah. get off the trampoline. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> you know, she's like, ah, leave me alone. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like she just she'll do whatever. Yeah. That's but it's awesome. so obvious. Like she's 130 pounds, seven mm-hmm. years old, and she yeah. has to help my dad up. Wow. That's and crazy. I'm like, and I love him and I hope he sees this, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, and because I want him to live. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's muscle mass. 
in general is not vanity. Yep. It is life. That's good. It is health. That's good. If you're if you're strong, you're hard to kill. That's right. And you're generally more useful. That's right. Right? That's People right. call you to move their couches. That's right. You know, yeah. and feed you pizza. Yeah, I just I tend to just get movers. I'm not yeah, but now yeah, now what like, you need, man. Once you're past thirty, you're like, yeah. don't offer don't, me pizza don't, don't, and don't a beer, dude. I'm, I'm, just I'm, not, I'm not helping you move. Bro. <laughs> uh, the last one is is nutrition. Yes, the most controversial one. Uh, yes, the most. I here we go. Feel bad for so much of the information people are inundated with. Oh, jeez. Right, and the the issue is it's not that complicated if you just look at how we always eaten as a species. Yes. Right. The way we've always eaten as a species has been high protein, high fruit, high veggies. Yeah. Right. And and you mentioned depending on what parts of the world someone yeah. may be coming from, they might be more eating more more protein, or they might be eating more more fruit. Yeah. What a right. What was what was the example you gave? I said you got um you you got the Inuit, they living up in the Arctic Circle. They ain't got no vegetables because mm-hmm. nothing grows in mm-hmm. the Arctic Circle mm-hmm. except seals yep. and whales. Yep. So they eat they eat almost pure protein and yep. fat. Yep. And then you've got people like living in on the equator. Mm-hmm. They have basically fruit year round. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. But somehow humans exist in all of it, mm-hmm. thrive, mm-hmm. and for thousands of years, thousands of years, and have relatively no disease mm. if they stick to the traditional kind of really unprocessed. We, when we really start seeing disease come in, yep. is when we start seeing foods of the West and of the processed world yeah well this this the sucky part about the processed foods man is now there's an overlap between the environmental agenda to get people yes to eat less food and less farmed food yes. and and more processed meat or mm-hmm. fake meat fake meat which is actually worse for the environment when you yes. look at its its footprint and so now it's like you know up is down and down is up yep. in terms of the stuff that's being pushed and trying to get yes. people more plant-based but as you peel away at the layers uh, it's very difficult to do the things you're describing in terms of build muscle and all these yes. things. And it's not impossible. Not impossible. But it's very difficult to be it, 100%. It's definitely much more difficult. Yeah. The And, you know, I'm I'm not a climate expert. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just a guy who loves Jesus and mm-hmm. loves nutrition and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there are some logical issues with the plant-based conversation and mm-hmm. all this. And... A, a lot of it can go back to the origins of it, which mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to get into that, but LNG White. Oh, here we go. Shout out to my Seventh Day Venice folks. We buckle, love you. Bu- buckle up. We love you. But welcome uh, to Saturday. But break it down. Uh, so the the plant based agenda um, started, and you can look all this up. There's a lot of information on the web about this, but it kind of started with the Seventh Day Adventist. There was a prophetess named LNG White, and she had a vision mm-hmm. suppose i don't i don't know if she had a vision whatever mm-hmm. but she supposedly had a vision um where god kind of showed her that meat and tobacco and drinking and these other things were leading to vice mm-hmm. or sin sexual sins mm-hmm. amongst the people so they really adopted like of a vegetarian vegan diet mm-hmm. as a pathway to holiness and to God, mm. right? And this became doctrin- doctrinal for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seventh-day Adventists yeah. are, are vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. So like Lo- Loma Linda mm-hmm. and all this is all Seventh-day Adventists. So they started pushing this, and mm-hmm. they've, you know, over the last hundred plus years, they have systematically pushed this agenda mm-hmm. through corporation, through indoctrination, and through education, mm. right? So that there, there's a reason they they actually invented 
the health sciences. Mm. Health sciences didn't exist. Wow. They invented that. That's mm. why almost everybody who comes out of Loma Linda or other health science type stuff are all plant-based mm -hmm. vegan mm -hmm. activists, mm -hmm. right? Even though the science truly does not support those diets as optimal for human. Mm -hmm. Possible? Yes. Can you live a life on those that's mm -hmm. healthy? Sure. With certain supplementations mm -hmm. and certain certain aspects of it being balanced out? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly not optimal for humans. And there's a reason why Germany and other countries are banning it for mm -hmm. babies. Mm. Right? Because they're, you got, they're banning you, plant based diets. They're banning like treat like raising your baby vegan. Whoa. Because babies are dying. Wow. That's so that's yeah. dark. You know, and then you got people like vegan cats and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoop. But the big issue is that they've been pushing this for a hundred years or more. And we see that people are still eating just as much meat, or it's gone down slightly, mm -hmm. but now they've tied it to they've tied it to the environmental concerns, mm -hmm. which every 10 years we're gonna die anyway. Mm -hmm. That's what they mm -hmm. say. So about every 10 years the world's gonna, you know, implode. But now it's going to implode because cow farts and, you know, and uh, people not eating, yeah. you know, not eating bugs and tofu. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, so generally speaking, it sounds like you advocate for high protein, high yes. meat. Why? Why is higher amounts of protein and meat specifically good for you? Okay, this from my understanding of it, um, if you if you look not at the studies that support certain things. Mm -hmm. If you look at the actual vitamin and mineral content mm -hmm. of plants versus, let's say, a steak, mm -hmm. for 100 grams mm -hmm. of steak, it's about, a, I don't know, 125 calories. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, there is no plant with 100 grams that will come close mm -hmm. to the B vitamins, zinc, selenium, biotin, mm -hmm. Protein levels, quality of protein, lysine, leucine, methionine, mm -hmm. it, it is not even comparable. Mm -hmm. And people are like, but plants are great for us and we love them. And they're, 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 you can get everything you need. My question is, is why, think about this, why do we eat plants? Mm -hmm. Why is a high fiber diet a thing? Mm -hmm. Why? Because you can't digest it. Mm. Hmm. Right? The, the fiber is supposed to help push. Clean the bowels, right? Mm -hmm. It's indigestible fiber, and supposedly fiber is what I need to be healthy. Mm -hmm. If I can't digest it, mm -hmm. how am I getting the nutrients? Mm -hmm. hmm. That's crazy. I never thought about it that way, yeah. Right? So if I can't digest it, where is it all going? It's mm -hmm. going in the toilet. Yep. Some of it is digestible, yep. 100%, yep. but it much of it requires a conversion as well. Yep. So, you so this, let me tell you why I eat plants, and yeah. you tell me what you think about this. Yeah. I eat plants because they're high in volume, yes, low in, low in calories, mm -hmm. and high in nutrients. Mm -hmm. Not as high as a steak, and so if I they do offer something, <clears throat> yeah. So if I'm trying to cut mm -hmm. and I'm trying to eat in a caloric deficit, I'm better off eating. Uh, like I had a big thing of leafy greens, mm -hmm. about nine ounces of chicken breast mm -hmm. and broccoli, and I ate that five hours ago, and I'm not in the slightest hungry. Exactly, you know. So so like that's that's why I eat. High, high amounts of vegetables. I think you're. I think the way you're looking at it mm -hmm. is rational. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm using it for what it is. I'm not placing a value on it that doesn't exist. Right. 
right? Somehow we're like, if I eat enough spinach, mm-hmm. I'm going to get all the calcium I need. Yeah. You're only getting maybe 7% of the calcium that's actually in it, yep. and much of it is not converted very easily, yep. right? Yep. Iron as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're much you're much better off just having a piece of steak. Yeah. If you're if you're looking for nutrients. Yeah. You made a funny point. You said if you were famished and lost in the woods, you wouldn't make a uh, you wouldn't stop and make a mixed green salad. <laughs> or a green smoothie. No, you're like, <laughs> let me let me chop why? Well, one, you're probably gonna die. Right. Because about 90% of the plants on the earth are poisonous to humans. Yep. 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 I don't you can eat pretty much 90% of all the animals yep. on the planet. Yep. And some people are like, they're not food. I'm like, you haven't tried it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right? I'm from Louisiana. We'll eat anything. So uh, the, the the big point, though, is, is I, I don't have a problem with vegetables. Mm-hmm. I just have a problem with this narrative mm. that somehow we're going to save ourselves and save the planet by eating this way. Mm-hmm. And if you really look at the standard American diet, mm-hmm. it's the people are getting the majority, the majority of Americans are getting the majority of their calories mm-hmm. from processed grains. Mm processed seed oils, and sugar. Mm. All those are plant-based. Yep. Yep. All those come from plants. Yep. We're eating less red meat mm-hmm. and protein in general than we have in decades, and we still are getting fatter, sicker, and dumber. Mm. Because as your waistline expands, brain volume decreases. So it's not the plants, yeah. guys. Did you see that new study they put out where they ranked uh red meat and the yeah yeah Pop Puri- uh, yeah what, what? <laughs> lucky charms lucky charms were ranked higher than red meat those, this is from the government this is like a study they yeah, did. yeah they were like these are the most nutritious foods yeah lucky charms yeah. i love lucky that charms was, a, was above uh red meat yeah they definitely believed in the leprechaun magic on that yeah. one yeah. because well, I mean, it's very obvious. All you have to do is go look back at the funding. Mm-hmm. The guys were, that were doing the study were paid yep. by big food mm-hmm. to to do these studies, right? Right. And that's why um, their confidence in science in general has eroded so much. Right. Because there's so much corruption inside of just health in general. Right. Like how is red meat, the CDC puts out that red meat is a type type 2 carcinogen, mm-hmm. level 2 carcinogen. Right. But they've never said anything about sugar. Mm. Well, because they, they subsidize sugar. They subsidize sugar. And I'm pretty sure that Coca-Cola donated the land that mm-hmm. the CDC buildings are on. Wow. Wow. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much conflict of interest yep. here. Yep. And then we got half the people on the FDA are working for Big Pharma mm-hmm. and on their boards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so much conflict in here. It's more about money than it is about health. Right. So pretty much if the government tells you to do it, you should probably do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. In all honesty. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but they're batting a thousand right now. Yeah. Yeah, No, I think that's fair. I think for me, um, I've benefited most from eating high protein. Yes. High, like like freakish amounts of protein. Like yeah, most people, like most people are eat. like, you're gonna your, your kidneys are gonna shut yeah, down. You're like, like, not really. Yeah. So so high amounts of protein. Um, the carbs that I do have are going to be either from stuff like broccoli, which takes a lot to to, to get carbs from that. <laughs> yes. Or or like sweet potatoes. Okay. Berries and cherries. Sure. Great. 
Uh, and that's about that's about it yeah. when I'm when I'm on it. Yeah. When I'm on it. And so 80% of the time I'm eating like that. Mm-hmm. And then 20% of the time when I'm not traveling, 20% of the time, I I just kind of have sure. flexibility and, and wiggle room and I'm just kind of yeah. eating what I want. Right. And uh eating this way has has allowed me to maintain within a healthy range, mm-hmm. right? So I told you I was 205 about a year mm-hmm. ago, got down to 170, did a bunch of traveling was got back up to like 184 now I'm back down to like yeah. 180 and I kind of can live in that 15 pound window. Okay. Um if you have to give people one piece of nutritional advice, right? So we already talked about sleep number 1. Mm-hmm. Number 2 is strength training, get your butt in the gym, learn get to strength in the gym, train, work. compound lifts, probably yes. right? Yes. Um, uh, optimal. Anything will work <laughs> if you do. Yeah. But you need to make sure you're putting in effort. Yep. Like it can't be just counting off reps and yep. sets. You need yep. you need to be working. Yes. It needs to be harder. Yes. Right. And so when it comes to food mm-hmm. in, 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 in the nutritional aspect, what would you say is like start this first? Like what would be the thing you would say start? Would it be just, hey, you need more protein? I think, Whatever the amount of meat you're eating, triple it. I yeah, I think that's probably the easiest. Okay. And if you want to I think the easiest thing to say is, look, just eat more animal products mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. right? Because so, so you're talking a dairy too? Dairy, if you can stomach it. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody can stomach it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are like, well, I eat this plant-based, this and that. Mm-hmm. That can work, but many of those like protein powders and stuff are higher in heavy metals, and you're just getting a subpar type of protein. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, just eat more animal products. You have no fear from eggs. You have no fear from steak, um, butter, those things. All that stuff's been debunked. Mm-hmm. I don't, we we still, it's regular that I'll post a picture of what I'm eating and it's like steak and eggs and people are like, I bet your cardiologist is happy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, you're not going to say anything if I was mowing down a row of Oreos. Mm. You know what I mean? And how do old foods we've been eating for thousands of years cause new diseases? Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm. There's something new in the system that's causing diseases. So if I'm going to give you one piece of advice, I'll give you two pieces. Always up your protein. Eat it protein at every meal. Mm-hmm. Protein should be the base of every meal. If it doesn't have protein, it's not a meal. It's a snack, mm-hmm. right? And then we don't snack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the other one is try to eat foods that came as close to their original forms as possible, mm-hmm. right? If it came in a package or it has a commercial, mm-hmm. chances are you probably shouldn't be <laughs> yeah, eating it. It's good. You know, what was the other thing you also said? It, it, it had to have came from the ground, from, from, a, from it, a tree. It, it needs to have had a face, walked on the earth at one point or swam in the sea, Came out of the ground or fell off a tree. Yeah. If eighty percent of your food fits into that kind of between sun and soil, which is why I named it that. Yep. If it fits in that paradigm, you're probably going to be doing okay. Yeah. With a preference on protein, most people are going to be all right. Now it is a bell curve. Some people are going to do better with way more protein, and some people are going to do better with less. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. But as long as you're trying, you're going to be heading in the right direction. Yeah. How do how do you feel about uh, low carb, no carb, in terms of that because sometimes I I feel clearer mm-hmm. when I'm not having as many carbs, but then other times I'm like, mm, I need some berries, I need some, I need yeah. some sweet potatoes, I need I need something to to I think to kind one of how you me. define it. Yeah. I think what is uh what for is, for me low carb would be like under 100 grams of carbs. Okay, a day. so that, that would yeah. be low carb for me. Yeah, so um, there are people that exist really well on it. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. I would say, um, many people who are in the like the science and science is the only thing that matters space mm-hmm. will disagree with me on this. 
because I'm not talking about weight loss here. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about health in general. Mm -hmm. um, because all diets, no matter what they are, high carb, low carb, as long as calories are equated, mm -hmm. you can lose weight. Yep. Okay. Yep. But because because you, you ultimately uh, it comes down to math. Yeah, come down to math. Thermodynamics being in a caloric exactly. deficit is how you're going to lose weight, right? Yes. Wh whatever way you go about it. But what we're getting as, and I think where you're going is. What's the optimal way if you're trying to lose weight to get into caloric deficit without feeling there? This could be, yeah, yeah this could yeah. be a way. Some people do well. I, the, my thinking around this is if the majority of people have some form of metabolic dysfunction and we know it starts with insulin resistance, mm -hmm. it stands to reason that the majority of people should be lowering their carbohydrate intake, mm. eating a relatively low carbohydrate diet. What do you mean by relatively low? Um, if you gave me grams, if I gave you grams under a hundred grams, okay, a hundred yeah. or lower, yeah, right. Which is which is if you're eating clean very doable, carbs, very doable. It, it takes work to eat a hundred grams yeah. of berries, cherries, broccoli, yeah. and sweet potatoes. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's I mean, work. Yeah, I mean, you got to have like a three hundred gram sweet potato, and like that's a a sweet potato the size of your face. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you got to really try hard. Yeah, yeah. As long as long as your food is good, it's it's when we start throwing in pastas, mm -hmm. refined grains. Yep. Things like that that are really high calorie yep. for really processed, really high really calorie. Really processed, yep. really yep. high calorie. Yep. So I think most people should be in that vein yep. because of the metabolic dysfunction we see. Yep. Now, you can still get your metabolism under control and your insulin resistance under control yep. by just lowering your total calories. Mm -hmm. You can do that too. Yep. But most people won't do it. Yep. They need more of an easier practical objective. Yep. Just lower the carbs. That's good. And focus on higher protein. Most people are going to do better. And high protein will also satiate you and make you feel uh, fuller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eat yeah. an eight-ounce chicken breast with no sauce on it and tell me if you're hungry. That's right. That's good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, one final word of advice you'd have mm -hmm. for everybody watching, and then how can they get a hold of you if they want to reach out, maybe get some some coaching or some some yeah. uh, advice from you? Um, I would say one final piece of advice, if I could say anything, it's invest in your health. Take care of your body because it's the only one you have. Mm. You're not getting another one. Yep. Right? And if you really feel like if you're a pastor, a leader, a believer out there, and you really feel like God has called you to do something, mm -hmm. you need to at least take the time to invest and make sure you're around mm -hmm. to do that thing relatively unencumbered by your own decisions. Mm. So I would say just start investing in your health, do your best, start learning, have a spirit of curiosity, and just start the process. It's a it's skill acquisition. That's right. You got to learn how to do this. That's good. So I would say definitely do that. And then if anybody wants to follow me, follow me on Instagram. That's where I put most of my my information. It's just at Adam Bro, last name B-R-A-U-D. I'm mm -hmm. sure we'll probably put it in the notes. Yep. yep. But um, also my podcast. That doesn't sound like bro at all, by the way. No, it's B-R-A-U-D. It's like broad, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we yeah. say it wrong because I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> so uh, um, my podcast as well, we put a ton of information there. And YouTube, we're trying to work on that as well. But, awesome. Um, yeah, well, reach out to me on Instagram directly, and I'll, I'll respond to you. Yep. And hopefully we'll have you back on. Oh, also my website, adambro.com. We got some good information on there and stuff. It's just, you know, we're doing our best yeah, we'll, to get we'll out there. We'll link all of it. Bro. Yeah, it'd yep. be awesome. Word up, brother. Well, thank you, thank man. Thank you. This I appreciate great. it. All right, guys. We're out of here. Peace. Hey, shh, come here. Got something special for you. 25% off the entire Bless God shop, including our prayer journal. Some of you guys have been procrastinating getting yourself one of these and investing in your spiritual discipline of growing in prayer. We got it in black. We got it in tan. Well, this is the weekend. Get one for yourself. Get one for your loved one. Start writing in your prayer journals to better recall the things you're praying for that God is answering and to structure your devotional in a way where you have praise reports and prayer requests. You got prayers for other people. You have prayers for yourself, a memory verse, and a little hack in terms of what you're going to get done today. Bless God shop. Entire store, 25% off. And this is, the, this is it. 
This is the code you use right now through Sunday night. And of course, we have all the apparel, the He Is Him collection, the Priest Provider collection, all back this weekend only. Go pick it up. I'll see you over there, all right?